Welcome into this carrier update, Donnie. Well, we're going to start by looking at what's going on. And uh, this hurricane, Hurricane Lee, uh, it looks like it's headed uh, straight up. So it's actually going to miss us. So that's uh, going to be good. We have a high pressure of freight coming in into the northeast coming from the Midwest, uh, which is actually going to push uh, some freight volumes up. The Midwest is uh, actually one of our strongest areas for freight right now. Yeah. Uh, if we go ahead and change over, go back. <clears throat> so this is our VOCRI, the weekly change. And um, we keep an eye on this. And look at all this blue that's starting to pop up here in the Midwest. These are rejection rates that are climbing just a little bit. If you look at the scale here, it's only up to about 2.93 is the biggest change. Yep. And of course, we have negative 13 in the red as the smallest change. So you see a lot of change in these smaller markets, yeah. but there's some that some large changes that's offsetting some of these small changes. Mm-hmm. So our VOTRI is not really moving up and down much because everything is just kind of going in its own. Yeah, if you didn't have those large changes happening right up here, what in the Dakotas over there, West Virginia, Virginia area, West Virginia. Yeah. If you didn't have those, like, and the scale was condensed, like the changes would look bigger maybe than they are in terms of the blues versus the reds. But I mean, still, I mean, you're talking 189 basis points out here in Ontario. That is a sizable increase. Because that's, well, Ontario and LX together is almost one market. One's warehousing, one's the port and the uh, rail. That's the largest area for freight in the U.S. Yep. Up Up almost 2% in one week. That says a lot. And, you know, they're starting compete a lot with the rail because the rail dropped their rates out of there. So this is a good sign for what's going on in Ontario. Hopefully, uh, you know, this needs to, this market needs to probably strengthen first as it, yeah, it's this a freight goes ripple effect, US. right? I mean, <clears throat> but there's this, a lot of capacity in that market. Yeah. I mean, this market tightens when it tightens and the rates go up, it pull, people realize it and it pulls the capacity into there, which then in turn tightens markets like, Salt Lake, Denver, Dallas, right? And then when those tighten, they draw in capacity from Chicago's, Atlanta's, Memphis. And it's just this ripple that starts because of Southern California. And Chicago's already tight. Dallas, Texas, this is a tough area. Now, there's a lot of capacity in the Texas Mm -hmm. market. There's a lot of trucking companies based in Texas, and especially the Dallas area as well. Houston, Laredo. And so there's not enough freight there to support those uh, company, so that's why we're seeing those $2 mile freight out of Dallas right now, yep. and it's not really going up or going down. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go to the next chart here right quick. So these are the actuals uh, on the on the rejection rates. And of course you see, again, it's this area right here and a little bit into the Northeast where a lot of the darkest blues are, mm-hmm. some of the highest rejection rates. I wanna kind of skip that and jump to this one. This says a lot right here. Now, there are some very dark blues up here in the Northeast, but if I'm gonna, you know, a lot of companies try to keep their drivers within four or 500 miles of their base or their home. And so that might be 250 miles out, 250 miles back and kind of keep them, you know. Try to uh, get them home. I mean, at that, you can probably get them home every day. Within right? a day or every other day and keep them in that region. Or maybe 500 out, 500 back. Yeah. <clears throat> and that could be uh, one region to the other. So really, I think the best regions to run between are still the Southeast and the mid and the Midwest if you're gonna go region to region. They both have the higher volumes and they both have a little bit higher rejection rates. Now you can make some money up here, even though rejection rates are low in the Northeast, doesn't mean the money's not there. 
We all know that the Northeast does pay a better rate per mile because of all the congestion up there. Yeah. Nobody wants to run up there. So you can make a better rate per mile, but you're also, you get a high risk. You got some mountains, you've got heavily congested traffic. Yeah. I mean, how many miles can you run a day, right? The rate per mile might be better, but you if you can get- run 800 miles versus 500 miles, you can offset, it offsets, right? Like that's where knowing exactly how far it is and what the rate per mile is, you can compare the two figure out what's the best for you in that moment. Yeah, you can probably in these areas out here, you know, run 600, 600 plus miles in a day. Mm-hmm. You're not hitting a lot of cities, but up here it's city, 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 and traffic, even traffic at noon, Injured. traffic at one o'clock. Good luck finding a 600 mile run in general up there too. It's not big enough for a 600 mile yeah. run. Very true. All right, Tony, uh, let's try to hit one more here. We just got a few seconds left here. You can bring your heat maps up here and, and sort these. Some of the ones with the largest rejection states still Green Bay, Erie, PA. We talked about those last week's Cedar Rapid, uh, Cape Girard, and St. Louis leading the way with the hash rejection rates right now for drive-ins in the U.S. Awesome stuff, Donnie. As always, thank you for this update. Right now, we'll hand it back over to Kaylee and Anthony.